Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We're on episode 14, or is it 15, Chris? Who knows? We're just here. <laughs> Who knows what episode it is, but welcome back. Welcome to the Waste Away Chantal Ray Pouet podcast. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Chris Sykes. Hello, hello. All right, we've got some tough questions today. They sure are do. not easy. You we had to are research like, <laughs> today. You had to put some work in today. Yeah, we had to put some work into getting some of your answers. I love these hard questions. You're making us think. You're making us work. I love it, love it, love it. Um, let's start with, um, I love when people ask. Sometimes we have a couple people who ask multiple questions, and we're just so grateful for you. So thank you so much. Um, it says, question, you want to read the first yeah, one? it's from Letitia in Indiana. Okay. Uh, she read that a person needs about 4,700 milligrams daily for good health. She's talking about potassium. How in the world do you get that amount through food? Supplements seem to provide a small amount, less than 100. So what do you recommend we do to avoid potassium deficiencies? Yeah, and she says, this is Letitia from Indiana, enjoying your program tremendously and so thankful that I came across you guys. Well, we're so grateful for you. And remember, it was so funny when I was reading this, I was like, oh my gosh, we have someone from India. India. We ain't making it there. We ain't making it across the ocean yet. We're coming though. And then she said, he said, no, it's only Indiana. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's just talk about, I will tell you this, and I've said it before, when I eat a lot of potassium, I like literally like walk on water. It's a like, huge difference. It is an amazing difference how I feel um, with potassium. So one of the biggest ones is avocado. Do you know that one whole avocado has um, a little over a thousand milligrams of potassium? So that's a big deal right now. Um, so that is one that's really big. I love coconut water. Coconut water, when I get a fresh coconut water from Whole Foods, I just get the coconut, ask them to pull the water out, or I use my Nirvana. Nirvana is the only brand of coconut water I can drink. If you you go to things we love um, in the podcast or in the notes, or go to ChantelRayWay.com and put click on things we love, Chris doesn't love it, but yeah. I love it. And if you like me, and there's a couple of like, I don't eat avocado and I don't drink coconut water. So, so what do you like? A couple of the things I like, spinach. You know, I like spinach uh, like raw or cooked. I like it in my salads a lot. A lot of times I replace lettuce with spinach. Uh, sweet potatoes is another good one. I like to eat those with dinner. Salmon. Spinach has about 800 milligrams of spinach in one cup. Sweet potatoes has about 800 milligrams. Salmon is another good one. I eat a lot of uh, salmon. So salmon and sweet potato, you're halfway there. Uh, bananas, of course. Bananas actually has a lot less. I know that's the one everybody thinks about when they yes, think about potassium, you're right. but that's it's like it's, it's barely making the cut, you know, when it comes to potassium. I think bananas only have around 20 to 30 milligrams. If no, the bananas have about 480, okay. but it's still a lot less than like coconut water, pomegranates, you know, all of the others. But you're right. Out of Out of all the ones we've talked about, white beans, coconut water, pomegranate, um, so these are easy foods to mix in, you know, throughout salmon, your day. Salmon, all of those have a lot, but banana has the least, which it's still a lot, but 480 milligrams. But that is what everyone says. So I wouldn't stress about it. It is really difficult for you to get a lot of potassium. And like I said, I always feel like I am a little bit deficient, but my go-to is 
always coconut water, but you got to figure out yours. I love avocados. I love sweet potatoes. So when I eat those, I feel like a million bucks. All right, from Erin in Norfolk, she asked, she's never been diagnosed officially, but I'm pretty sure that I have low blood sugar. I'm worried that if I fast, my blood sugar will drop. I guess she's asking what can she do about that. First thing she should probably do is actually go to a doctor to get tested. A lot of people think they have low blood sugar just because they have low energy throughout the day, but it could be a million things that's causing you low energy, anywhere from nutrients you might be missing, you know, certain minerals, vitamins in your diet. You just might not be getting enough sleep. You might not be getting enough calories. Your macros might be off. There's a million things that could be besides blood sugar. Um. So I would say, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, you know, if I don't eat every, you know, few hours, I'm going to become hypoglycemic and I'm going to die. And that's just really not the case. If you're worried about it, what I would do, it's so easy to get a blood sugar monitor and just check your blood sugar. A lot of times you'll think it's low, but when I used to check it, what would happen is is when you feel the worst is when your blood sugar gets high yeah. and then it starts dropping. Yeah. That's you when you start feeling insulin, bad. And that's spikes what you feel. Yeah. and going down. When you don't eat, what happens is it just stabilizes. And there's mm-hmm. lots of tests out there that fasting actually really stabilizes your blood sugar. What makes you feel terrible is when you're going up and you're down and you're up it. and you're down and those spikes. And the beautiful thing about the body is that if you, if you do happen to have, your blood sugar does happen to drop low, your body will produce the extra sugar it needs to get it back normalized usually, unless you have a condition, but your body's smart enough to bring it back up. So it's, it's you know, like I said, we can, you get a blood sugar monitor, you can test it, but more than likely, you'll be able to stay alive. And, you know, I want to answer this question about, like, about the potassium. So it was such a great question, but again, like, I know... Your body will tell you, God designed your body to where it will tell you what you need. Like when I know I'm I'm craving coconut water, it means that I am low in potassium. Mm-hmm. So if I don't crave it, then I know that I have it. Mm-hmm. So I'll crave a sweet potato. I'll crave avocado. When I'm craving those things, my body's telling me I might need some potassium. So again... Your body will tell you when you need these different things. So sometimes people will say like, your brain needs, I've heard this before, your brain needs 140 grams of carbs every day. And if you don't have it, X, Y, Z. That's just not the case. You listen to what your body wants and what it's craving. A naturally thin, healthy person doesn't start calculating all these crazy things, and they're not like, right. "Oh, let me calculate how much." There's one study. And- there'll be like one study that goes viral, and all of a sudden, everybody's <laughs> going crazy. Like all these people in the country, like you know, ketosis. You know, everybody doing this yes. diet last few years. They're eating what twenty five and under fifty and under yes. grams a day. So none of those people have exploded, and their brains are not falling out their skulls. They're still operating, I'm pretty sure, at their jobs and, and during life period. I'm sure they're still functioning. So you can just look around and see real-life examples of some of, the, some of the studies you hear. Yeah, and if you're worried about it, go get a blood glucose monitor. Check your blood sugar. It's so easy. It's a tiny little prick. And there are studies that show that when you're fasting, your blood sugar regulates itself. So one thing I want to mention is this, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times people say, well, you know, my low blood sugar, my low blood sugar. And I say, let me ask you this. If you go to surgery, they're going to tell you, do not eat for the neck for 24 hours. A lot of medical tests are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll say, we need your fasting blood work. Mm -hmm. Don't eat, you know, for this many hours. Now, let me ask you this. 
Nobody has died from not eating for 24 hours before their surgery. The biggest government cover-up ever if everybody's dying all of a sudden. Yeah, and and the doctors are telling you, hey, I need you to fast so that we can get your blood sugar for this many hours, right? So people fast all the time, and do any of them go into like a hypoglycemic seizure or have brain dysfunction? No, they feel pretty normal. So again, unless you really feel like this is an issue, go to your doctor and have him get tested. A lot of people confuse low energy. Or test yourself. Confuse low energy for low blood sugar. A lot of people do that. Not saying she did. You might really have a condition. Obviously, go to your doctor. But just just know that just because you feel fatigued, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Right. All right, let's go. This is such a great question, um, and it's from Ariana in California. I just finished Chantel's book. Thank you very much, Ariana. She talks a lot about how intermittent fasting heals your body. How is that true? Um, so, you know, when your body is spending all of its time ener- and energy digesting its food, it's not going to be able to focus on healing. And so that's a big deal as far as that goes. And we, we've we learned about something called autophagy. And... Uh, it's where the process where cells clean themselves, break down damaged toxins, molecules. They get rid of toxins, things like that. So a lot of people talk about detoxing the body. You know, they take these three-day shakes or on these three-day uh, juice cleanses. But Save you, you, your we're, money. We're literally talking about detoxing, you know, detoxing your body every day. So basically, we can't eat. We're eating lunch, breakfast, dinner, snacks. We're constantly in a state of digesting, basically. The only time you get a little break if you sleep, you know, eight, nine hours, you might get a couple hours break. Your body doesn't have a chance to get rid of all these old sick cells and all these, you know, it's great for aging, especially for the women. You know, it's great for aging. A lot of worry about the wrinkles and things like that. We always want to look, everybody wants to look young. So it's another great thing for aging. You'll see a big difference in your face. Uh, Just overall, you get a chance to, you know, from 16 to 20, you know, 20, 24 hours, however long you're fasting, you get it, you give your body a whole chance to just basically cleanse itself, get rid of everything new, bring it, bring get, excuse me, get rid of everything old, bring in the new. Yeah. So, so let me give you, I want to give a really, really good example, um, about autophagy. So the Cavalier Hotel, do you know, you know where they're mm-hmm. building that new right. Cavalier, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they brought it down, um, and what they wanted to do was they wanted to tear down the hotel. Mm. Here in Virginia Beach, if you're listening from somewhere else, we have this hotel called the Cavalier, and it was in a historic district. Right. And Bruce Thompson wanted to build, and what he wanted to do is tear it down and just build a new hotel. Mm. Well, the city said, ah, 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 no. Because this is in a historic district, you're welcome to renovate it, but we do not want to tear the building down because mm. it's been here since God knows when. Yeah, I don't even know the like year. The 20s or the yeah. teens or something like that. So anyway, he is now having to pay like almost double, and I don't know what the exact amount is, but he's paying so much more to renovate it mm. instead of tear it down mm. and just rebuild. Right. And what happens is, is when you fast, it's almost like you're getting to tear down the building and start new, and that's easier and faster on your body. So one of the greatest benefits of intermittent fasting is that it promotes autophagy, and that's cellular self-cleansing process. It breaks down recycled, 
it breaks down all those damaged molecules and mm. the cells. And so all these people are spending all this money on, you know, Medicines all these different cleanses. Yeah, and if you just Google it, it, it there's, there's, there's such a big, expensive. huge difference of disease. You know, and these Facebook chat rooms of things that people have cured while they've intermittent fasted. Well, you know, you there's know, so many. Me, the I've, thyroid I've helps. Take, I've, yeah. It's cured my thyroid. I'm off of thyroid medicine altogether. And that's the only thing you change is yeah, intermittent fasting. fasting. Yeah, So it. you change so nothing I else in your life. That. So it, it got you off of a prescription medicine. like. Yeah, and it all of this happens through lowering your insulin. And so I just can't really say enough great things about fasting, which, like I said again... The Bible talks about fasting over 70 times, so we have to take um, take note of that. Also, with anti-aging, I mean... Yeah, it's huge in anti-aging. Anti-aging is such a big thing with fasting because, again, while you're in your eating window, your insulin is increased, which results in a low rate of autophagy. But while you're fasting, your insulin is lower, your autophagy increases dramatically, some say by like five times. So it's a massive, massive um, difference because your cells are renewing themselves. They're rebuilding, and it just builds on that's anti-aging. Why, that's why everybody effects. thinks we still look like we're in our twenties, Shanta. That's right. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead. We've got right, we Deb. Oh, no, Dana. Dana from Portsmouth. Let's do hers. She's got two questions here, which is great. By the way, ask more than one. You know, we do give gift cards for having the best questions. So um, why don't you read Dana's question or one of them in okay. that all she right. asked? And Dana Portsmouth. Okay. We might not be able to get through all of our questions today, which is exciting, but we will definitely okay, ask them next time. All right. From Dana in Portsmouth. Uh, she has a detailed question here. All right, when she wants to ride her bike, she will probably want to fast midday or later so that I know about myself. Oh, okay. So what I know about myself is if I do not eat before before bike riding or walking, my sugar will drop. But I do not have any diabetes issues. What would you suggest that I eat or snack on before bike riding, or would you suggest that I only bike or ride or walk, only bike ride or walk during my fasting? which is normally 12 to 5 or 12 to 6. I'm assuming that's her eating window, she Mm -hmm. means. Yep. Uh, I hope this question makes sense. Also, I really like bike riding in the morning. Right now, while I fast, I do not eat in the morning. So I prefer to get my bike riding out the way, but it's just so happened I don't eat in the morning right now during my fasting. Yeah, so I think this question, Dana, great question. Thank you. But I would just suggest go ahead and do your bike riding. You're going to be fine. I work out every single day. We work out intensely. Yeah, we work out intensely. In a fasted state. And it doesn't... doesn't impact and, it at and, all. And the big thing, Dana, like everybody that starts this intermittent fasting thing feels just like you, like, oh, I, I'm not eating, so uh, I'm in the, I haven't eaten breakfast. I think it's going to affect my workout. I was the same way, so, so it's not like you're alone in this. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a popular question, uh, but I, I advise you just to try it and then see how you feel, and then I think I think you'll start to see that it won't affect you as much as you think it will. Okay. Um, this next one is... Lexi. From, well, do you want to do Dana's other question? Oh, okay. So sometimes okay. during my eating window, I can't seem to eat on time, maybe because of errands or just life. What are some foods you suggest to be sure that I'm not getting malnourished with only a small eating window? Uh, Dana, 
that is, you're not going to get malnourished. Like, like that's a really good question. I love this because in order for you to get malnourished, you've got to not be eating for quite a while. Yeah, we talked about the 40, what was it, the 40 day study last week? You know, <laughs> yeah. so they, they can get through 40, 40 days, days and 40 nights, then we can we'll talk okay. about you getting malnourished. And the, but and the big thing is just prepare. You know, if, if you feel like you're going to be on the run all day, you know, we, Tupperware's in every store, so we got to buy some Tupperware. We're going to have to prepare. You might have to prepare your meals throughout the day, the night before, whether you cook some fish or some chicken up, take some leftovers from dinner, and just pack a bag and take it on the road with and you. It, and it does get easier. It really does. But let me tell you this. This is the thing about thin eaters. And remember, I've interviewed over 1,000 women. And those thin eaters are like, when they're busy, they don't eat. Yeah, I've done it plenty of times. In my they life. just don't eat. Take advantage of that. Trust me. Just yeah, I'm be not busy and don't yeah. eat. Just don't I wouldn't I would say don't take those snacks with you. Just don't eat and you're going to be okay. You have to get to a place where you go, it's okay. I'm gonna be a little bit yeah. hungry and I'm gonna survive. You know what I would love to see, and I bet the listeners would too? A video of you working out in a fasted state. Mm-hmm. Really hardcore. Would you be willing do to do that. that? Let's do that. We can do that. Okay. Okay. Oh we'll my see gosh. If I look malnourished in that. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna put a thing that's on chantelrayway.com. It's going to be called chantelrayway.com slash Chris Sykes. Okay. Um, Josh, will you make sure that we do that and put that video up? Will you do that tomorrow? You could be in a fasted state and I want, we want to see you working out in all these different things. And I bet you anything. I mean, a lot of you can't see Chris, but he is just chiseled, chiseled, chiseled. And the weights and the workouts he's doing is unbelievable. It's not hindering him. Now, it does take a transition period. Yeah. In the beginning, you're, you are kind of like, oh, I'm feeling yeah. a little bit weak. That's why I said, like because I said, don't mental. be embarrassed to ask the question. I was the it's same way. You know, yeah, I was, I was Don't be embarrassed to ask those questions. I was the same way, but I had to I had to try one. I just happened to be working out. I was like, I'm going to try it. I haven't, I haven't eaten yet. And guess what? I got through the work. I felt more energy, more focused, actually. And then I, that's when it clicked for me. Like, okay, this really isn't going to affect me. All right. Next question comes from Deb in Chesapeake. She loves wine, but she does not want to drink sugar, and I do not like dry or red wines. I would love to try the clean wine you spoke about last week. She did find that the plum wine she drinks is vegan-friendly and 100% plums. Kikoman Plum. It looks like that's the name of the wine she, she found. Thanks so much for answering her water and tea question. Uh, her new question for us, for opportunity to get that clean wine, is if you love ice cream, what brand do you suggest tasting or do you have an ice cream recipe that you make at home, Shanta? All right. So for me, I make my own ice cream from home. Um, my family loves it. Um, we've talked about this, that my, my, my family doesn't do that great with dairy just in general. But oh, yeah. sometimes for my kids, they do fine with it. So I just use like organic raw sugar. I take three quarters of a cup of raw sugar, Mm -hmm. one cup of heavy whipping cream and two and a quarter cups of milk, two teaspoons vanilla extract and stick it into the ice maker, ice cream maker. And boom, it's amazing. What you can do is substitute instead of the white sugar. I do three quarters of a cup of coconut sugar, all natural coconut. And then I do three and one quarter cup of cashew milk or mm-hmm. almond milk. I make it at home. One. If okay. you want to see my own recipe of, <laughs> if you want to see my own recipe, I'm laughing because <laughs> we have so many links. I'm like, 
I think it's under chantelrayway.com slash recipes, but of how you can make your own homemade almond milk. So that'll be up as well. So go to chantelrayway.com slash recipes and you'll see it up there. So you're just substituting the coconut uh, sugar regular sugar for regular sugar and instead of the whipping cream and the milk taking that out you're going to take that out and use either cashew milk that's homemade or almond milk that's homemade all right great question deb very good all right let's last see one. we are running out of time Lexi this week got a quick question all right let's Let do, do hers let's Lexi. see in Chantel's book she had talks negatively about fad diets but intermittent fasting isn't intermittent fasting a fad diet i've only ever heard of it recently Lexi in Norfolk, and I would say Lexi is incorrect. Intermittent <laughs> fasting. Love the question, though. Yes. But it's not a fad diet because you're not going to stop it. So fad diets is usually something, oh, drink, I don't know, eat potato soup or whatever for three weeks, and you're going to lose 12 pounds, and you're going to you detox your body for three days, seven days, or whatever. This is the thing we're going to do from our age now, and when we hear about it, if we like it, so the day we gone. So it's not a fad diet. It's a lifestyle change, I feel. We, we're, we're just... Well, fasting, I mean, think about it. Fasting has been around for thousands, thousands and thousands of years. Religion and all, all these religions have prescribed periods of fasting. If you think about like ancient Greeks did it for mental clarity. Think about people who are um, Muslim. They Mm -hmm. do, what is it called? Ramadan. Ramadan. They don't eat until sunup. And it is, and listen, there's pro athletes that, practice Ramadan actively. Like, I've seen NFL players that practice Ramadan. They'll talk about it during the telecast that they, they're on Ramadan fast and they play games. Yes. They, they don't stop. They don't change their diets because they're playing games. And, you know, yes. they're, they're practicing and everything. So yep. they can get through that. We, we can get through fasting. Exactly. And so, um, you know, Christians, tons of people, our church just did an eight-day eight fast, eight-day-long right? yeah. eight fast where it was a corporate-wide fast. So, you know, fasting is not new. And, you know, we're not telling you to fast, like, for 40 days and 40 nights like Jesus did, yeah. you know, or Moses did. But it's More controlled fast. Now, you're doing it daily on a daily basis, something that we that's doable for over a long period of time. And yeah, we do. We do have to answer this question um, because it is a really big question, and I love it. Let's just make this the last one, and then we'll do the rest of them next week. But it says, "I've heard people say that intermittent fasting will cause me to lose muscle mass if I'm not feeding my body. Will it start feeding off my muscles?" Chris, I'm going to let you start with you. Your body will not eat muscles. Uh, it's just too inefficient for your body to try to eat muscle for energy, especially if you're fasting 24, you know, let's say 24 hours. That, that's the extreme uh, version of the daily fast that most people do. You know, you're not doing 24-hour fast every day. But let's say you did fast for 24 hours. It's not long enough for your body to fast. You know, we talked about experiment last week. It will go to week. muscle. It will go to muscle after it's gone to the fat, to the fat, yeah, first. you have plenty of glucose and, and fat. First, you gotta get rid of the glucose, which might after take a certain number a, a of few days. days. That might take a few days, right there. Yes. Then you have to get rid of the fat. You know, your body has to eat the fat for energy. That's gonna be another. One. That's gonna be a while. Then you'll go to the muscle, and it's only going to the muscle in the most extreme of conditions. Where I'm talking about, you stuck in the desert, no water, no food, days on days on days. Then maybe you'll see some muscle loss. But the fasting, the type of fasting we're talking about, you know, 16 hours, 18 hours, 20. 24, even yeah. up to 36. If you're talking about fine. up to 36 hours, we're not we're not going to be burning any muscle through that way. And there are differences in terms of what happens as you fast. Like like he said, you start with glycogen, and those chains of glucose that lasts between 24 and 36 hours. If you don't eat, 
you have enough glucose in your liver. If you're fasting more than 36 hours, you're burning mostly fat. So, you know, people sometimes say, oh, I'm going to lose, you know, a quarter pound of muscle if I, if I fast. And it's just not true. After about three to four days, I can't, I can't yeah. say, but when, if we're talking about up to 36 hours, I am fully convinced because if you look at, look at Chris and look at I, we've got tons of muscle on right. our body and we're regularly fasting for 24 to 36 and, hours and, at a time. And another thing, all these big bodybuilders you've ever seen, a bodybuilder getting ready for a show to compete, uh, step on stage. When I say these guys are, are eating like eight, 900 calories, you know, the last few weeks before their shows, and they're coming out, they're 250 and ripped and 300 pounds and ripped, and these guys are eating the most minuscule of calories. You see the amount of muscle they have on their friend. They can do that for weeks before the competition. Then I think, you know, us regular people will be able to make it through 18, 20 hours without, you know, without losing any muscle. Well, I have a good example. Let's say that you have like a fireplace and you've got cut wood already ready by the fireplace, okay? Mm -hmm. Like if you, your body's first going to go to that cut wood first, then it's going to go, then if you don't have any more cut wood, then you've got to go cut down a tree to then go get more wood. But why would you go, go out, out and go first. cut yeah. the, go the tree if you've got wood right there? I like that example. We might got to put know? that down somewhere. Yeah, that's a really good example. So it's first going to first gonna put all – it's like there's three different things. Yeah. So you've got wood already in the fireplace, yeah. right? It's going to use that wood yeah. first, you right? You outside, chop a tree down. Yeah, you then you're going right to go to your chopped wood. Yeah. Then you're going to go cut down the tree. We don't go to the gas station. There's already gas in the car. That's so right. Go. Yep. Exactly. So um, we are perfect examples. Again, go watch the videos of Chris. This guy is not losing an ounce of muscle from the fasting that he's doing. You can look at his body and see how much muscle mass there is. On mine, you can see some too, but on his, it's massive amounts. (laughs) All right, we do have a lot more questions. Man, we got a lot this week, so we're just going to have to answer them next week. We ran out of time. But guys, we are so grateful. Please go ahead and keep asking those questions. We love to hear from you. We need to pick a winner, Chris. I'm going to let you pick it. I like... I actually like Lexi, even though her her question was probably the shortest mm-hmm. and sweetest. But I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing: is it a fad diet? Like they've heard Ooh, about I a lot of other too. things. So I want to make sure people know that it's not a fad diet. So I'm glad she asked that question. So I think Lexi and Norfolk deserves. All our right, prize this Lexi, week. congratulations! You are our winner this week. Make sure you get our gift card. Go on to ChantelRayWay.com. Actually, I think we have your email, so we can just go ahead and email yep. you. And we will get you that gift card. We're just so grateful for you guys. Look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great one.